0: What's up party people, you know one of the worst things about being a self-employed performer? That's right, it's your tax. If you're sick and tired of collecting all your receipts and guessing your way through your tax rebate, well, I know the people that can remove the stress and make it as simple as 5, 6, 7, 8. That's right. It's Theat Accounts. They're an accounting company that specialize in working with performers so they know all the things that we can claim back and it's so simple. You upload your invoices and bank statements to their website and they do all the work for you. It's cheap, it's easy and once you try it I guarantee you will not regret it. It has changed my tax life. Just email info at theateraccounts.co.uk. That's Theat, T-H-E-A-T, accounts. So again, that's info at theateraccounts.co.uk. Make sure you tell them you're from the internet's and Outs podcast and you'll get some five-star VIP treatment. You will get treated like a king. Honestly, they've changed my life. They've made it so much easier. They've removed the stress from tax and they can do the same for you. Boom. If you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals then there's only one place to be one place to be the ins and out podcast with your host kane silver in this episode of the ins and outs podcast i speak to my good friend martin silver martin is a wbff pro athlete a personal trainer, and a nutritionist. And in this episode, we record for both my podcast and his. So we start off with him asking me some questions and kind of interviewing me, and we talk about mental health and some other topics too. Then I ask him some questions for us dancers. I ask him what are the best ways for us to eat, some of the best ways for us to train. Basically, I wanted Martin on the podcast to give us as much information on how to eat and train with such a hectic lifestyle as a dancer. Please go and check out Martin's podcast. It's called the Optimize Your Body Podcast. That's actually Optimize Your Body Podcast. No, the. And check him out on Instagram at Martin Silver spelt S-I-L-V-A. Fitness, Silva That's Martin Silva Fitness. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and having me on yours, Martin. It was a pleasure. Here is Martin Silver. Boom. I'm in what's going on man hey what's going on we're in. we're in so uh this is dope this is like cyber cyber podcasting so i'm on your podcast and you're on mine
1: that's it man <laughs> and you're in the uh, sex studio there you know what i mean I'm in
0: the, I'm just... I'm in... <laughs> <laughs> you're in the sex room <laughs> exactly that's it mate because see that see that love bed behind you
1: that's it mate it's a, it's a, it's a kinky little studio you got going on there mate
0: yeah, mate, this is the offices. So I'm currently at the Dream Boy Studio in uh, Essex, in back in the UK, and you're in Oz.
1: I'm in Oz, mates.
0: What time is it's it there?
1: Sydney. It is eleven o'clock. Or ten o'clock. Ten oh, o'clock. Me... Ten A. M. ten AM.
0: Okay, six. So it's eleven PM for me. Here so this go. is perfect. So I'm winding down and you're winding up.
1: Exactly. You're you're a night How's owl, it? though. You're a night owl, all right, bro, or you a bit of boat. Yeah,
0: I'll uh, a bit of both, do you know what I mean? It depends. Sometimes if I'm up early for work, I'll be up at like 6, 7 to mm. get to a rehearsal or go and teach somewhere or something, travel. But then because I'm kind of on a regular schedule at the moment because I'm rehearsing, mm. it's like I start rehearsals at 12, so I'm getting up at like 8.30 to go and hit the gym for an hour and then coming back, having breakfast, chilling a bit, rehearse till like 7.00 so 12 to 7 like 7 hours and then the evening just chilling out bro watching tv i end up just me and the boys downstairs being fools until 2 a.m nice,
1: good time that's the <laughs> way how man. it is yeah just just yeah, i mean man, just i know i know we're recording this across both stations but just for my listeners as well man i just wanted to say your dancing skills brother i mean jesus like my listeners need to go and check my man out at was it at mr ball change isn't it you got two that's you got right. two instagram accounts haven't you
0: yeah but that's the one i use the other one so i've got at the ins and outs underscore which is my podcast account but my personal account is at mistable change that's kind of my main account
1: and who have you danced what's talk talk us through the stars you've danced with mates
0: Oh, see, I don't like doing this because it makes it sound like I'm bragging. No,
1: no, no. I don't, no, 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 <laughs> no. I, I know. I'm just yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. joke No, no, we'll do it. Here, we'll do right? it.
0: Of course. Of course. Uh, so, dance for Justin Bieber, Nicole Scherzinger, Kylie Minogue, Jason Derulo, One Direction, Little Mix, Meghan Trainor, Todrick Hall, like X Factor, BGT the insane. works
1: insane man no, It works as you do it just goes to show the one I was watching it man like the skill that goes into it though right how long have you been doing that for now Kane okay, dancing
0: well I say I started dancing it's weird so I didn't start Dancing, But when I was like in primary school, so probably like 10, this woman came to our school and she was like, she did a thing called boys. They called it kind of like boys movement thing. Mm -hmm. And she brought in these other boys who she worked with outside the school. Mm -hmm. And she came to my after school club and they came in on like, remember like micro scooters when they were first popping?
1: Yeah, 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 of course, man. Yeah,
0: so she came in on micro scooters and they did like a show, like a performance on these micro scooters to music. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, like that's dope. Like you can do a show on scooters. Like not just being on a ramp or anything like that, but in a hall and on a stage doing a performance. So I was like, I want to do that. So I did like a few classes with her after school. And then I went to a place in Cardiff called Rubicon in splot and uh, joined in their things. And I was like, when you got there, it was more than just scooters. That was kind of their way to lure the boys in. Mm -hmm. And then it'd be like, you run and jump over each other and you play all like proper boisterous games. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. You run and try and run up a wall as high as you can, but it'd be to music. Mm. And Basically, a tactic was to make you fall in love with moving when there's music on. Yeah. And then eventually, that transcended over into me trying to break dance, basically like an 11-year-old spinning on his ass, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then just the passion mm-hmm. grew, bro. And I remember seeing Justin Timberlake Like I Love You video for the first time and being like, yo, he's cool. I want to be mm-hmm. that guy. Mm-hmm. But I, and I remember doing it and my mum being like, you're not very good at singing, but you can de- you're really good at copying what he does. Yeah, nice. And then I was like, okay, okay. And then there was an audition for a dance group in Cardiff to dance for Red Dragon uh, radio station mm-hmm. for Fahrenheit. And I just auditioned on a whim thinking, I don't know what's gonna happen. I remember getting there and there being hundreds of girls and just me and my best friend Kyle, I like, convinced him to come with me. And I was like, nah, like, let's go, there's bare girls. like, And they all look like they know what they're doing. like We've never learned a dance in our lives, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So as we were about to sneak out, they closed the doors. We're like, oh, I, I swear on my podcast, I'm sorry. I was like, oh, shit. That's I was right. like, we're That's in. Mine too. I was like, oh, shit, we're stuck. Like, do you know what I mean? Like 14-year-old boys, super vulnerable, surrounded by loads of girls out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And we're just like, let's just see what happens. And we got it. And wow. they were like, you're really good. And we were like, no. So we started dancing for Red Dragon FM. At the time, it was this huge, big deal. Yeah, course, and then I just man. fell in love. I just fell in love with it, man. Like, So for you, loved, how old are you always, now?
1: You're like late, late 20s now, and you you?
0: Yeah, twenty nine, almost thirty. Twenty
1: nine, yeah. So they say they say you know ten thousand hours of uh, work, don't they, to be a master and an expert? Oh, you, put, you put more than that uh, in, bro. By the sounds of it,
0: that, that times ten, like oh, yeah, easy. Exactly. So at sixteen, I went to full time dance college. Yeah. So I left school. I did three years dance training at like full time, like anyone would do at school, I guess, mm. for three years, and then left at I want to say nineteen, mm-hmm. and started working at twenty, just x factor all the big gigs within my first two years by the time i was 22 i was moving to la wow to same, try and same. That live all the happened dream
1: there really but it just goes to show yeah, it, man. you put the work in and you would do something you love right passionate about yeah it
0: was a roller coaster do you know what i mean yeah but it was one of those like i was very like tunnel visioned there was never anything gonna stop me do you know when people go oh you what's your plan b and yeah, i was yeah. like well, there's no such thing as a plan b mm. like do you know what I mean it don't yeah. it don't work that Unless way That's the
1: advantage of doing it from a young age as well though right you don't it's obviously awareness and as you get older you start you know learning different things and, and planning things out more being more strategic but in a way it's good when you're young because you're ruthless and you just go hell for leather and you can afford at that age to just not succeed and then move on to something else yeah. in your 20s do you know what i mean well, that- but you don't think about all that do you which is kind of a good thing i would argue in a way
0: I remember being 22 when I was applying for my visa all my friends who most of the time were older than me I hung out with the older crowd so I always cast myself as being a part of an older generation of dancers at the time I danced I was always the youngest kid and they were like oh you know you should stay in the UK longer and do more and my theory was but I'm leaving at 22 I've got nothing here I've got no commitments no ends like do you know I mean if, it, if shit hits the fan when i'm there i just come back mm. like and yeah, exactly. say i come back at say i come back at 23 uh, I, i'm still a kid like i'm still a baby like mm. i'm not losing anything as opposed to waiting until i was 29 30 like i am now yeah. and going out and i don't know possibly struggling or not yeah. making it or not doing well exactly. and coming back to you know not yeah. being in a great position because you know hollywood's that place where it's not an easy place to be like, it is it is what you think it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. everyone out there, the starving artist story. Do you know what mm-hmm.
1: I mean? Mm-hmm. I remember I was asking you about that before, and you were like, Yeah, I said, What's it like out there? And you were like, Yeah, yeah, it's great. But obviously, you've got to put up with all that other shit, right? There's a lot of fake, like anywhere, really. Oh. But this is Hollywood, though, right? There's a lot of fakeness, a lot of people, yeah. like, yes, men out there, you know, trying to get you to jump through hoops and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it obviously, there's yeah. good and bad, isn't it?
0: There's pros and cons, like like, everywhere, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's. The majority of people that I met, are there trying to achieve the same thing. Mm. Everyone's chasing a, a career or a dream. Yeah. They are living it, but also to obtain it is hard. Mm. So everyone That's I met lovely. when I first, yeah, when I first got there, like everyone wanted to be your bestie. Like, mm. do you know what I mean, for the first month, I probably met 200 new people. Mm. And then how many of them in six months time I still spoke to? it was probably on a hand Do you yeah, know yeah. what i mean like that was the difference yeah. because there was no opportunity for me to give to them i guess mm. but made some made some great connections out there met some fantastic people and still speak to them mm. and honestly probably the the best experience that ever happened to me
1: mm. yeah mate, unbelievable Just, honestly you gotta you gotta you gotta watch this boy move though i find it so impressive like any art any skill right at that level i saw you one, one the other day you and two other guys and i love hip-hop as well right a lot of yeah. stuff you dance to is like hip hop, that kind of like yeah, yeah. mates, and I just lo- I just love it, man. How you can synchronize the beats and all synchronize together, but at the same time have your own little unique kind of movements going on and stuff. You know what I mean? It's fascinating stuff. But what What yeah. is it? Go on, mate. Carry on. No, go on. I was just gonna say, um, what is it you are you are doing now exactly? Then, because you're doing some coaching stuff now as well with the kids, aren't you?
0: Um, I teach a lot, but I've been teaching probably since I was. 16 17 so i've always taught Mm. and then since i I used to kind of run a dance school in bristol at like 17 to like 19 and then when dance performing became my main source of income i couldn't like commit to it so i kind of sacked it off like someone else kind of took over the school and it did whatever it did yep can i get some feedback and then uh and then (laughs) and uh yeah, so someone else took it off. And then what I kind of do now is where I'm on tour with the Dream Boys, however many days a week, which is normally like three, four days a week, I try to, in my spare time and my time off, perform as much, uh, teach as much as I can. Yep. So just trying to share my knowledge, basically. And obviously, it's extra money, but I enjoy teaching. Like, I love coaching people. It's always something which is fascinated me to teach someone a skill and watch them develop i guess kind of like personal training for you mm. like when you get your clients on day one and they can't you know sit into a third world squat or whatever mm. and then six months later do you know what I mean exactly. they're mobile they, you know it's that achievement and it's exactly. the same with teaching
1: yeah yeah just watching people progress and and make make you know and actually make something of themselves as well in that realm you know what i mean yeah. and just yeah
0: and to know you've had a positive impact on their life let alone your own
1: yeah yeah definitely
0: and that's the guess... good
1: thing about training and stuff as well and just in general just coaching people even online and even with the podcast right just uh, yeah. the feedback you get and just I think you you learn as you get older right I know we're not mm-hmm. old I'm 32 you're 29 but as you get older you start you know tuning in with what your purpose is right and what actually yeah, yeah. adds value to people's lives and adds value to your your life as well but like having an impact for me is first and foremost is top priority like having an impact on people's lives and it's just great now like we're here having a having a podcast you're the other side of the world and having an yeah. opportunity to get your message out there do you know what i mean it's just but but that but what i wanted to say is that face-to-face there's nothing like those face-to-face interactions and actually one-on-one coaching and it's the communication right the art we're in a communication yeah. era right now right it's all, it doesn't 100%. matter what, you know, so many people out there know lots of things and they've got all these qualifications, which is all good and well, but if you can't communicate, and that's why I think coaching, like you've got all that experience with coaching, you know, well over 10 years or whatever, mm-hmm. same as me, I think it's um, it's invaluable really. And uh, another thing as well as something I've been doing without going off on one too much is uh, more like public speaking and stuff. And, oh yeah, sick. Uh, I, I feel like that's, um, that's an art within itself. And like, I just think for anyone who's young and stuff, I think to to get ahead with something like public speaking and get experience doing that, I think is yeah. very 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 valuable because like most people fear it' the one the two most you know scary things you can do is public speaking and standing naked right. So I pretty much well, stood, I na- d- stood naked on the stage. Uh, and you, yeah, <laughs> you know I do both.
0: I mean? Same. <laughs> <laughs> Male <mid-mail> strip show. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's next level. That's next level for, yeah. for me, bro. Oh.
0: I don't get my, my todger play. out though.
1: No, you don't get it out.
0: Nah, stay in the stay in the speed though, like you.
1: Yeah, good man. You don't yeah. wanna, you don't want to you don't want to scare them all away, do you, bro?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone want a refund. <laughs> so what the fuck's all
1: this about? Come on, what an anti
0: climax. <laughs>
1: Just stick to your dancing, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he's got rhythm like a black guy, and that's about it.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, man. So how do you find that stuff though? Because obviously. Um, the Dream Boy stuff you've been doing for a few years as well, yeah?
0: Yeah, man. It was never something, honestly, in, it, never something that ever in, interested me. Okay. And then when I was in LA, before I left, I auditioned for Magic Mike, the show in Las Vegas. Oh, and it yeah. was kind of pending and stuff. And I came home and I started working for Kylie. And then the opportunity came out to go and do some promo stuff for Magic Mike out there. And I was like, nah, like, I, I'm already working here for Kylie. I'm not going to pull off a job to go and do another job. It'd be like canceling a client to mm. go and work for another client. Do you know what I mean? It's just mm. like, you don't, you just don't do that. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, like, for me, it's always like your, I guess your reputation is worth more than your resume. Mm.
1: Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I remember, you just, telling me that actually, yeah. I remember, I was yeah. in Cardiff for the time, and you were telling me you turned it down. Kylie Minogue, mate. We're in Australia. This is listeners I love this. So you were working for Kylie <laughs> at the time, and you turned down Magic Mike. Bloody Yeah, up, which
0: which in turn I've backfired. Done right for yourself, you know,
1: son. I, oh, really? Well, I
0: lost that on my. Well, I lost that on my dream job because Magic Mike was my dream job, and then, but I was like, you know, I'm not going to piss off choreographers here and my agent here because I've worked so long to build my reputation here. I'm not going to lose it to. Go and do one job. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just not, yeah, just not how business works. And then uh, my best friend Jamie, who you know, who's also from Cardiff, was in the Dream Boys, and. He was like, "Yo, there's a spot. Like, they need someone to come and learn the show in like two days because someone's got fired for being a dick, whatever." Mm. He's like, "Can you learn the show in two days?" And I was like, "Well, if anyone can, I reckon I can. Fuck mm. yeah, I'm well up for the challenge." So I went in, learned the show in two days, did it, and I, in my head I was like, "This is just going to be quick cash because it's kind of like a Magic Mike style show, do you know what I mean? Mm. Same kind of vibe, but naughtier." And I was like, "Do you know what? Like, it's never been something that interested me because it's a bit, at the time, my perception of it was that it's sleazier." Mm. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I'm better than that. And I came and I was like, gonna be some quick cash. Save some money up. Just moved back to the UK from LA. Need to save some money. I'm in a bit of debt. And man, like I met the like the other boys on the cast. And it was like being on a rugby tour or a football tour. Like I just fell in love with the job a little bit, but more with the cast that I was with. I was like, oh my god, I get to be with like Ten dope, awesome guys, three days a week, performing to loads of screaming women. Like, mm. <laughs> what? What person? What male wouldn't like that?
1: Yeah, exactly. You're do you know what I mean? And you're doing it with your mate as well and stuff. Yeah, and it's it's not yeah. it's it's out of your comfort zone, but it's not like you know you've done all the dancing it, and all that kind of stuff, which gets yeah. you well out of your comfort zone, right? So, and that's second nature for yeah. So,
0: well, I was just like, I actually felt more like a dick when I danced for like Kylie and had stupid costumes on, yeah, yeah. than I do doing this. Do you know what I mean? And the difference was then I was dancing behind an artist, whereas here I am the artist. Mm. Like that, then they're queuing up to go. I want to meet Kane Silver, mm. as opposed to going. I want to meet Kylie and the guy behind him. Mm. Mm. Who's behind the, who was the get?
1: first um, big artist that you uh, that you danced for then, or or worked with?
0: Uh, the first big one was Alexandra Burke. Um, so I did. The start without you music video, which is horrendous, but it was my first big break, and then I ended up doing all her promo stuff. And my dream at the time was to do Alexandra Burke Bad Boys. I was like, I just want to be a bad boy, and I guess that kind of makes sense of why I like this job because I kind of wanted to be the the guy that women were like, oh, look at him. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was five foot eight white and ginger like I don't really tick that <laughs> box
1: In great do nick you know though bro always in great nick as well though do you know what I'm saying so always
0: lean always lean, lean. always got abs always, kid that's always something we'll talk that. about
1: a bit later into the combo
0: mate but you, yeah. always, you
1: always got those abs popping son I'll give that to you
0: <laughs> don't let don't let go of them bro no, exactly hold, uh, I believe in hold on to them while you can
1: yeah yeah that's it mate that's, that's
0: it. it they won't be there forever yeah so I did that and that was kind of like my big break and from doing that It's kind of like the domino effect. Once I got seen doing good jobs and big jobs, they just kept kind of coming. Do you know what I mean? And it just rolled on from there. and It kind of went so fast. And it's interesting because when I think back to those times, I can't really recall how incredible they were because I was so caught up in thinking what was next. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that kind of comes over, especially in the era that we're in now. Like I was never present. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was that twenty year old kid who just was like, I wanna be but want to be better. I wanna be better. I wanna, yeah. be better. I wanna yeah. do a bigger job. I wanna do a bigger job. And I never really sat back and enjoyed the moment that I was in.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's now as twenty nine what I really try and make the most of like we're rehearsing now like every day for like seven weeks or whatever and i get pissed off with people because they get something wrong or someone fucks up a step and i'm like i get angry and i'm going it's okay this is all part of the process and at the end of it it's going to be amazing because we've all worked together to create this thing and i'll enjoy the moment Mm, mm. you know i've never
1: thought positive side in that yeah you just switch your mindset as you get as you get a bit older as well you just get more aware don't you but that's an interesting thing you say because um, I'm finding that happening all the time time and time again you see and, and and we always look from the outside in at people who are you know who look super successful but the bottom line is they've had to sacrifice so much and a lot of people build what they built and then they have to do things they don't they don't necessarily want to do. And they have to say things they don't yeah. want to say. And they, you know, and from the outside in, a lot of people always think, oh, they're really successful and they're killing it and they've got a balanced life. I mean, that's a big one as well. Like, you know yourself, mm. right? At that age, yeah, there was no balance, right? You had to go all uh, in bro- and you were chasing the next one, the next one, the next one. I- and you got the momentum. But mm-hmm. where's the balance in your life? What do you have to sacrifice? Probably some relationships, probably this, that. Family. You know, right? Family. Exactly, yeah. you moved to the well, to LA as well. Yeah, man.
0: Like, that was my biggest sacrifice. And that was part of the reason I moved back from LA, whereas I sacrificed my relationships with my family and my friends. And I was just so thinking about me and chasing this dream. And then in 2014 it's 2014 october 2014 i lost my younger brother to suicide and i was like like i was going on set for a mu- uh, for a tv commercial for a vodka advert and i got there at like 6 a.m and i got a phone call from my mum being like your brothers took his life and i was like whoa, I like this. i can't even no. i can't even describe the feeling like do you know what i mean it's like your whole world my whole world is shut down mm. and i was like oh my god like kane is the human is struggling but kane the professional dancer has to still deliver because mm. there's and a hundred people in mm. a hundred thousand pound set happening You're around me
1: yeah you've got nowhere to breathe mate nowhere yeah. to, to, to actually grieve right you just gotta
0: yeah man so i, I sucked endless. it up i did the job I, I like they knew what was going on so i was crying my eyes out like whenever i wasn't in the shot i was crying on the side i like, couldn't believe it and what i realized obviously i came straight home we did my brother's funeral and stuff like that. And I was really thinking to myself, I was like, I don't recall having a, my, a moment with him. Like, I can't recall anything re- recent mm. of us two experiencing something positive together, except for when we were really young, playing football and out on a bike. But I'm mm. talking like 10 years old. And that was my wake up call. And I was like, do you know what? This isn't worth it because mm. i would give up my entire career i'd give up every experience i ever had to have another moment with him mm. and it was the it was the eye-opener man and like no, don't know, i don't really talk about this to people this is weird but no no it's it good like that
1: you're opening up it was, appreciate it was it
0: was, the, it, was the, it was the eye-opener and i was like fuck i need to find balance in my life i need yeah. to be there so i evaluated what's important to me you know and i was thinking about it and i was umming and ahhing and then i was doing pantomime in stoke over the over the november and december and i sat there talking till like 1 a.m with one of my mates mikey and he i went to him man i'm having so much fun and this is the happiest i've been in such a long time and he was like all right i know you've been unhappy because of your brother but why is this the happiest thing and i was like i just feel like i've got all my friends and all my family here i'm still dancing mm. like you know it feels like i've got the complete circle yeah, like yeah. every part of the pie chart feels full mm. there's not a missing piece i'm getting yeah. the full thing and he was like so what are you doing why, why, why are you going back? And I was like, oh my God, you're right. Like, I've been lying to myself this whole time. Like, do you know what I mean? Thinking yeah. that I'm going to achieve this thing and it's going to change the world and change my life, but it's never going to fill that missing part that I had. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Coming home and being able to do all of it fulfills now that pie. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, just as so
1: you had that wicked thing is a lot of people live, live their lives without actually having that realization, right? And you obviously had that terrible thing happen to you and I actually remember that,
0: man awful. Um, and well, then, in Cardiff, it was huge. Like, yeah, Tramorpha, right? Because I remember it all. All remember the Park, everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was a massive eye-opener. And I was like, wow, like, all these people had this relationship with my brother that I didn't have. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that was the eye-opener. And I was like, I've got two other brothers. I'm never going to let that happen again. Mm. That was the like, wake-up call, man.
1: Mm, totally. And just for the listeners, um, obviously, they're probably wondering how I know you. I know you from Cardiff. We're both from Wales, right? Both, yeah, um,
0: from me. Met at UFIT
1: yep that's right met, met in the gym funny enough and um <laughs> but uh, no no i was just gonna say as well talking about whilst we're on the topic of mental health as well though i think it's something important we should we should uh, definitely talk about it's obviously yeah me- mental health epidemic right now and stuff and um e- even here in australia there's i think it's eight people a day take their own lives you know it's the highest rates of suicide in young adults um i think mm-hmm. i think the ra- ratio is even higher here in australia in terms of the suicide rates and uh there's obviously something going on there and like you said i think just just reaching out to people and having those relationships and that connection with people is something we overlook and we we, we take it for granted yeah. right like obviously yeah i i moved as you know i moved to the other side of the world um almost three years ago from from wales the uk over to australia and obviously i have those moments where i'm like what am i doing but you know obviously i met my i met my girlfriend here um and i'm doing really well here things are things have worked out and I guess it's a better lifestyle and stuff like that. But what I did realize when I came here, I'm a completely different person now to what I was mm-hmm. three years ago. You know, now I value yeah. those things so much, which I really took for granted, like relationships and the people you have around you. Yeah, although I've yeah. got luckily I've got a few mates here from Wales, which is uh, what kind of give me a bit more incentive to come over. But I had my mum and sister here recently. It was amazing though because you have. It just goes back to what you were saying because I had three weeks with them. And I spent so much quality time with them that you wouldn't necessarily do back home. So obviously i yeah. are not spending as much time with them like quantity wise, but the quality yeah. was just so good, man. And like, but yeah, I always think, you know, am I going to stay here forever? I don't know if it's going to be a forever thing. We'll see what happens. I'm waiting for my visa to get sorted, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, man, it's, it's tough. Relationships are, are big, right, Kane? For your, for your mental yeah, health. Man, hun- it's one hun- of the four hun- pillars of health, isn't it? Next to nutrition, exercise and sleep.
0: Relationships. Yeah, but don't, it it is a hundred percent, and that's why I guess the world you're in is such a positive world because, you know, being a personal trainer and influencing people, you're you're helping people with a physical and a nutritional health, I guess, mm. and that's going to have an impact on their mental health, which I think a lot of people don't really consider. I yeah. think they just go, I'm unha- I'm unhappy because shit things are happening mm. or there's shit stuff going on in my life. But say that takes up. I don't know, 50 percent of your capacity that you can handle. What are you doing with the other 50 percent? Mm. Like, are you out drinking every weekend? and are you exercising? Probably not. Exactly. You know, if you fill if you fill that other side up, you might have lots of shit going on. But if you fill the other side up with positive stuff, it'll help the mental side out, right?
1: Definitely, definitely, yeah. And it's uh, it's it's hard to get that message across, right? Because you know, just obviously the bottom line is it's your decisions you make, right? But for someone who's clinically depressed, right, it's it's different because we can't, but. You know, just reaching out to people and just actually, you know, like Aaron, uh, the protectors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron, Aaron Correa, obviously. You know, he said the Doing biggest big thing work. was big work. Yeah, and uh, he's starting his own podcast soon now as well. And he said, like, you know, if he if he hadn't have sat down and had a coffee with his mate that one time, you know, he was on the verge of taking his own life. You know what I mean? And he sat mm. down and had a coffee with a mate. And I and I I mean I reached out to a guy recently on online because I I put a post up and uh, and he was like, yeah, that's all good. And while you saying me go and speak to someone right but i haven't got anyone you know what i mean i'm and like yeah. it's, a, it's a whole other conversation but um as you say it's the decisions you make in terms of just doing the basic things like getting outside walking having a coffee with someone um you know not eating shit food all the time and drinking every weekend because it's a, it's a vicious yeah. circle and you're, you're obviously damaging uh your brain right so it's um a lot yeah. of that is self-inflicted damage then right so
0: yeah but again it all comes back to balance right
1: yeah definitely. like I
0: think if you're too hard on yourself and you all you do is exercise and all you do is eat healthy and all you do is all these positive things that we're meant to do essentially then you're missing out probably on the the social side of life definitely the fun side of life you know and I was a I was a culprit of that in LA I I never drank I never ate shit food because I was always like if j-lo rings me for an audition tomorrow I, there's no way i'm gonna be hung over do you yeah, know what i mean there's yeah. no way i'm gonna lose this opportunity and then i look back at it and my time out there and people go what were the amazing things you did in la except for work and i yeah. go oh i don't know mm. i didn't do any yeah yeah what was Mal? what was malibu beach like well, i went once yeah in yeah, three exactly. years like yeah do you know what i mean why what were you doing i was taking dance classes i was mm. i was training i was grafting to make sure i was yep. successful Balance. And that's, and that's it's all about balance. It's
1: all about balance, but obviously you had to make those some of those sacrifices. But yeah, looking back, if you were twenty nine year old Kane now, you might have done it differently, right? But at the same and time, was- I feel I feel like you know, and and it's it, it all good and well for us to say you know balance, which it is key, but people don't realize that it's a, people like me and Kane, for example, yes, we've been training for a long time. We're big into fitness and I consider us to be advanced with what we know in terms of nutrition and exercise, but we're still learning every day and we're still every single day trying to create more balance. Right. Cause I've been, yeah, I've been building always. like, um, I'm building more. I've got like a, I do some personal training now in the mornings, but I'm getting more and more mm-hmm. online clients and, uh, I'm building, building stuff online now, but that's taken up so much time that I'm then sacrificing, like we said earlier, just going out for coffees with people. I'm just isolating myself. And then I've got a snap out of it and I'm like, right, now it's time to, you know, start catching up with people. But you're always striving for that balance. You'll never really get perfect balance until the day you die. And I think that's something we should explain to people when it comes to training and fitness. And, you know, if you want to change the way your body looks or improve your body, um, it's a never-ending thing. You don't just wake up one day, in the UK, and go, "Oh wow,
0: well, I've got abs now. I'm done. <claps> Wicked. I, I, can I can stop. Chill out and eat That's some it. Donuts. Full, yeah. full <laughs> stop. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't work that way. No. Unfortunately.
1: No, no. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier, right? You were always striving forward um, when you were doing the dancing and picking up, you know, more and more mm. gigs. But at the same time, then if you're constantly chasing, it's exact. It's all relative, right? If you if yeah. you're chasing the physique, because this is kind of my message. My main message is. I think Kane's been there as well, as you were saying then, you've been at a point where you would so focus on your aesthetics and your physique and how you looked, especially in my case, having been a bodybuilder, you know, being critiqued against other physiques, you then get, you're so driven by how you look and you want to build a better body and you want to, you know, look good for the ladies or whatever it is, a lot of it is driven from, you know, insecurities a lot of the time. And you're chasing, 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 and then you realize that actually you're sacrificing your health to look better, because yeah. you, you get really, you go to, you go through. It's a journey, right? Kane? you've been there yourself, yeah. like you said earlier, where you you weren't going out and socializing, you were probably eating healthy, training too much, and I went that way myself as well, and I was uh, I was restricting my food, and then I was binging, and it became really unhealthy, and then I managed mm-hmm. to balance it out, right? So
0: yeah, it's well, the 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 one thing I love about you, because I I remember when I was probably five six years ago i loved body i was like bodybuilding's amazing look how great they all look and then when i realized actually what goes into it because in my head i looked at a bodybuilder and go was like that's the pinnacle of health and then learning more and actually talking to you when you were prepping for contests and stuff and you being like be like mate you i remember coming at you in the gym going you're having a photo shoot um with
1: uh, what's his name, his name Raheem. From Raheem. Wales,
0: Mystic. Mystic, oh Mystic, yeah, yeah, Mystic yeah, yeah. Shane, photos. Shane Watkins, yeah. yeah, yeah, Shane, Shane Watkins, I shouldn't know his name, because he's done one for me too, yeah, I remember that one, Bad yeah, that, friend. Was a dope, that was a dope and, shoot, and I went up, uh, come up to you, and I was like, mate, you look incredible, and you were like, I feel like shit, and I was like, what, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you look, you don't look like shit, and you're like, I'm hungry, I'm tired, like, I train yeah. three times a day, I'm doing cardio, yeah, I've got yeah. clients, I remember and that, and I remember being, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm upstairs on the green, and you fit. And I was thinking, I remember that. Huh?
1: And that but was you look like f- that. I'm glad you mentioned that, maybe because that was the most miserable prep that I've ever done in my whole life. And it was because I was kind of behind schedule. I wasn't lean yeah. enough, like four weeks out. I went to this, um, this posing camp in London with uh, all the other athletes, and they were all shredded. And I'd been getting complacent, and, and once again, it goes back to what we were saying. I think, well, we haven't actually mentioned this, but when I was younger, much like yourself, really slender, really skinny. And always focus on building muscle and getting as big as I could. And I think those things were still in my head. Even when it comes to getting on stage, I was like, right, I've got to keep my size. I've got to keep my size because I wanted to win so badly. And I thought, right, I've got to keep that uh, muscle mass. But in reality, I was lying to myself and I was carrying way too much body fat. And with Mm. the category I was doing, I had to be shredded. So long story short, I was way behind. And I had to, for like three weeks, I literally dropped about, I think it was about nine Maybe ten percent body fat, something stupid like that. Within three weeks, mate, it was ridiculous. I went and and your like, body
0: must have been on down. Oh,
1: it was, mate. And I won the show and I got my pro card. But even when I turned up, a lot of the guys were, you know, I'm natural, right? I don't, I don't take yeah. or anything. A lot of the guys were like, what the fuck were you taking to to do that? And I was like, well, you see me at my worst, mate. I sacrificed, mate. I was doing cardio every day and starving my body, doing shoots, training clients, as you said, and it was absolutely that was. You know, I wouldn't want to go there ever again, but I learned a lot from that. And, you know, I still competed yeah. at a pro and stuff after that. But, um, yeah, as you say, man, it's, it's it's not healthy. It's far from it. And even if you do it in a natural way, like me, without taking steroids, um, yeah. it's still getting on stage. If you're going to do it properly, uh, it's not healthy. You're taking, taking your, you're starving your body. You're taking your body down to uh, a body fat percentage where it shouldn't be and it doesn't want to be there. Um, yeah. So there's mm. a lot that goes into that.
0: Well, that's a perfect transition about some of the things I wanted to pick your brain on, because this is why you're, for me, although you don't, you're not in the entertainment industry, you're not dancer like I am, but you've kind of been through the same kind of journey. Like, you're very well established in the fitness community, and like you just said, you know, you were you felt like shit and stuff, and you're comparing yourself to other people. Like, the effect that I think social media has had on dancers and well everyone but my main audience is dancers actors and singers but probably mainly dancers you know we're in a constant battle now with social media where we're comparing ourselves to other people Mm. you know we're constantly well this person's booked this job and i didn't book this job or what so and so this this girl looks like this in a bikini shoot for headshots, and i don't and i'm going to starve myself together like did you ever have things where you'd see stuff online of other people and you'd be like like especially when you're out of season? and i guess mm. and then you're like you see tom coleman looking diced all year round oh exactly and you're like oh shit
1: oh 100 like
0: the effects that must have on you especially because that's your career definitely. looking good do you know
1: what I mean oh definitely and and that's that's a, such a good point and and for me it was um believe it or not it was more a case of you know i got sucked into that rabbit hole i'll, I'll hold my hands up i got sucked into that whole uh movement of you know i want to be sponsored we were both sponsored at one point when we sponsored you know yeah getting free that was the goal
0: that was a goal. That was my dream. That was yeah, one of my dreams.
1: Exactly. And what, like, and what happened when you achieved that? Like, it's not really what you thought it was going to be, is
0: it? Absolutely nothing. They sent me a free tub of protein.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Every month, and then I got yeah. hundred quid's worth or whatever of stuff, which was great because it saved me out of pocket. But it didn't change my life. No, no, In exactly. In fact, it added more. It, it probably added more pressure because I was like, oh, I have to live up to something now.
1: Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you're looking, you're striving for that. You want that recognition, right? Because you're in shape. Yeah. And yeah, okay, it's, it's, it's all good and well getting three tubs of protein. But in reality, you want a bit more exposure. And you want to, you know, you that's what you're kind of chasing, right? Is that a yeah. bottom line is it's attention, right? Whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's what I got sucked into. I was, you know, and, and to be honest, if you want to build an online presence or whatever it is, you know you do have to get attention one way or another and it does come in at some point handy if you're looking to if you're a bodybuilder and you want to whatever you want to do pick up some online clients and 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 and, you know document your journey yes you have to get attention there has to be the odd shirtless photo cane as you know right but i got sucked as we know (laughs) i got sucked into that into that rabbit hole of um you know i wanted to be a sponsored athlete or whatever it is got sponsored and then i was um i was looking at other um sponsored athletes and I wasn't, I wasn't in tune then. I wasn't very savvy to what was going on really on Instagram and what, what these people were like in real life, these fitness models yeah. not, and, and influencers. Um, and what I noticed was I'm looking online and I'm like, I, I'm feeling shit about myself because it looks like they're really killing it. Before I was sponsored, it's like, oh, they've, they're sponsored by this company. They've got all these followers. They're getting all these likes on photos. This is, you know, mm. back in the day. And I'm like, I'm starting to feel shit about myself. So I'm like, why haven't I got that? And then I went really hard chasing it. And then um, I had a, did you get, did you have a shoot in the end with Giles Crofter? A photo shoot? Because no. you were going to. I no.
0: Was... Yeah, I was going to. And I, I just never did it. I was just like, every time I'd look at the photo people, the same thing. I'd look at the people that he f- took photos of and all the other people on his Instagram page. And I was like, I'm never going to look like that. No, so I yeah. never did it. Because yeah. I was, I compared. Instead of going, I'm going to be the better version of me. Mm. I looked at them and I went, I'll never match that. So there's no point.
1: Wow. That's interesting. Like, and, and that's exactly it. But he does. I mean, you, I've seen some average-looking models going there, and I'm not saying you're average. You would have looked insane, right? But I've seen some very, and he works whatever he does works wonders, right? So these these photos I had, he had a big following, and that's how my following blew up on Instagram. Was was not yeah. competing really. It was through his Buffett. photos. His photos. I went from like you know, let's say two thousand followers. I yeah. Your white speed though. The white the white amanis. <laughs> that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And the uh, the dumbbell shots and the, remember the white yeah. shirt. White well, should yeah that's kind of
0: open. Exactly. yeah, that's that that I'd use that on a Dream Boys poster tomorrow.
1: <laughs> that's it. It is that kind of shot, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Um and I picked up all these new followers and stuff like that, and I was loving it. Then I was thriving off that dopamine hit, which again I didn't even know yeah. what was going on in my brain back then, but yeah, well, that's what you know what get, that was bro. then. We didn't know what it was. Yeah. Exactly. No. uh, thank you you, mind pump thank you mind pump for that yeah shout (laughs) out mind pump media by the way that's another conversation bro um but no um i I was thriving off those likes bro and you know i'm posting a photo half naked photo and i'm getting like you know thousands and thousands of likes and i i'm getting like 500 to a thousand followers off each photo and i'm loving it and i'm i'm chasing that then i'm chasing it and i'm like and I can understand why people do it because, like I said, it it releases dopamine in your brain. You get a kick off it. You're releasing all those mm-hmm. neurochemicals. Not much difference to a drug, really, right? Um, but if you're no. not if you're not self-aware enough, which Kane and I weren't back then. weren't as self-aware as we are now then you start getting sucked in and you start chasing that and chasing it and chasing it and then just just without going off too much to answer your question and what i'm doing then is i'm comparing myself to people with more followers and more followers and i'm chasing because i'm comparing myself to those other fitness models who've got more followers and it looks like from the outside in right on instagram just so everyone knows right every single person even if they're really successful everyone in one way or another is fucking winging it no one's got it fully yeah. really figured out, right? Just for any of your listeners and my listeners, if you think someone's killing it, everyone's struggling with something, right? Everyone, and I've and that's across mm-hmm. the board. Um, if I've it's, met a if it's not money, ton of
0: celebrities which are struggling, and you would go, well, they're so and so, and they're famous, and they're yeah. killing it, they're internationally known, and I've seen the sides of them where there's not a killing it side. Exactly. Do you know what I mean?
1: That's it, and someone's got to give, right? So, like, even if they are killing yeah. it financially, wherever it is. But yeah, for me it was a case of just comparing myself to like what looked like um fitness models, really successful, making lots of money. You know, I'm not gonna lie, I wanted to make more money, I wanted to I wanted to become a model. You know, as you know, I was gonna move mm. to New York. Yeah. I had like a modeling contract in You're place You're trying to get a visa to model. Trying to get my visa, mate, and then Trump took over and it went downhill, mate. My surname Silver. Man. Do you know what I'm saying? Like look like yeah, a Mexican, Mexican. surname. You must have thought, nah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that that's that's how far mm. I took it, you know. And I I you know I wanted to move to New York, and actually coming to coming to Sydney was kind of my second option. And I'm still doing um, a bit of modelling work here, and I've got a modelling work uh, big gig lined up now in LA. Down to the last five and a cast in there, so hopefully I'll I'll land that one. But um, yeah, Sick. it's t- it's taking me on a different avenue now, and you know, I'm thankful I came I came to Australia and stuff like that. But I was chasing that um, fake. Uh, dream right it was I was disillusional and that's what people Mm. need to realize online it's like being more specific with you know why you're doing things I guess that's that's kind of a little uh, transition there I think you know why is so important came right and I'm sure that's something you've you know why you do certain things and and really understanding and unpacking the reasons why you're driving towards certain goals right I think it's really important yeah Yeah. thousand
0: percent Yeah. yeah thousand percent um you're the for me we uh have very similar views on health and nutrition mm. we kind of have learned from as we said earlier thank you mind pump we, you introduced me to mind pump probably four or five years ago now yeah and it and it absolutely changed my life Same. and the only reason i believed in it so much was because i used to look at you in the gym and go he looks like a great fucking god i'm gonna <laughs> do whatever he says Jeez. and you said to me in the gym one time you should listen to mind pump and yeah. I was like, well, if well, if that's what you listen to, that's what I'm going to listen to. And it changed my life completely. It, it was a complete mind-blowing thing for me. It changed how I looked at food, how I looked at exercise, how I looked at myself, how I looked at my relationships with people and life. And it was a huge eye-opener for me. But coming from me, who is just a dancer, just an answer in quotations. I'm not qualified in sports or health or nutrition. Mm. So I wanted to speak to someone who I know is valid because I could go probably down Pure Gym and ask them for their opinion. Yeah. And they'll go, get a bunch of stuff. Yeah, just, just have a mass gainer. And yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. you'll, get, you'll get shredded. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah.
1: Eight, eight, eight yeah. meals a day, bro. Make yeah.
0: Sure, yeah. Make yeah. sure you
1: spend two hours training
0: chest. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, train chest every, month, every Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to get speak to a, a reliable source. Yeah, so to say, and in my community, in the dance world, um obviously what we look like is a massive part of it. L- like yours, what yep. you look like is a huge part of it. However, when you're a model or something, performance isn't so much of a problem. Yep. you know, because I guess you're not going on stage and performing something. You're just, Absolutely. I guess, doing a a catwalk. Yeah, it's Whereas, opposite, ours, really, if yeah. I if I could compare it to a sport, I'd say. It's near kind of like a CrossFit kind of vibe. It's constant output, output, output.
1: Bro, you're an athlete. You're an athlete at that that level that you've done it at as well, man. That's an elite athlete. Like I know you're trying to play it down, bro, but that's, that's how you live in your life. Right.
0: So, yeah. So, so I rehearse like seven, eight hours a day. Do you know what I mean? As a, you know that's what a rehearsal period would be for a dancer, and some of the things that we're not taught as dancers and stuff is about food and nutrition. Yep, um, so I've got some, I jotted down some questions that I wanted to pick your brain on, you could answer, especially for my dancer listeners. Because I know in the dance world, I'm probably seen as like the guy who can take his top off, uh-huh. and I know lots of guys would like to be that guy that go, yeah. I struggle to eat good, I, str- I go to the gym, and I do this, and it, you know, they don't really see much change, and I yeah. tell them why, but you know, I'm just a dancer. I'm not a reliable source. Mm. And also I teach a lot of students in college who exercise stupid hours a week with incredible, ridiculous amounts of output and probably not a lot of input. You know what I mean? Like mentally and physically. So I've got some questions. So I put, so the things I jotted down to pick your brain on is like, how can a dancer optimize a healthy diet, which sometimes with so much output every day doesn't like what I'm trying to say is it doesn't carry over. So say the output for a week is five days a week, eight hours a day of dancing, but then they don't do anything for a week after or two weeks after. And then they got three weeks of crazy eight hour outputs because they'll have rehearsals and then they'll be unemployed for two weeks again. Mm. What would be the best way for them to optimize a healthy diet? Mm. Because, it's not consistent there's not like you can go well this is my doing monday tuesday wednesday thursday and then saturday sunday i'm gonna drop my calories a little bit because i don't output because it's so irregular
1: yeah yeah i see what you mean yeah and it's very extreme right because especially yeah. with the the calorie output as well how much you guys are burning right when you're actually on and you're working yeah. you flat out your expenditure your calorie expenditure is through the roof and then obviously when you stop and you you're not working anymore then you Whatever you're doing then on the days in between is what you're doing, right? And sometimes you might want to rest well, and and chill out. And well not...
0: even if you're doing stuff, you're probably not doing eight hours.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's a good point. You yeah, in context. Yeah, seven like, or eight hours of rehearsing. Yeah.
0: So, so someone will go. Well, I go to the gym on my day off, and I go, "What do you do?" And they go, "Well, I, I jog for thirty minutes." And I go, "Cool. Well, you do eight hours worth on the other day." Yeah, so yeah, yeah. This still it still doesn't make sense. Not no, still no. Doesn't carry over. It, it doesn't balance
1: out. Yes, and that's it. And the answer to that really is uh, is it depends, right? But I can be more specific because what it comes down to, as you know, Ken, and you've learned yourself, and you know, I am a qualified nutrition coach, by the way, now as well. So I can actually give nutrition advice now legally. Yeah. Um, but um, it's you know that's why you're here. That's why that's why I'm there, mate. But um, it, it, The main thing is it, it comes down to like what are you what are your specific goals, right? What do you just mm. just to um, allude more, just to get more detail. Um, what do you think they struggle with the most when they when they say, for example, they want to know the answer to this question? what do you reckon they struggle with the most? Is it actually gaining weight and gaining fat on those times off or is it the fact that they're struggling um, with eating the wrong kinds of foods and they eat, because they're eating so much on those days where they're doing the eight hours, do they then find mm-hmm. it hard to switch off that amount of calories on the days there? Is that what you yeah. find across the
0: board? Or? Well, I, I would start with, they probably wouldn't even know what to count their calories. That would be my beginning. But let's say we're speaking to someone which before they listen to this or after it, will do a bit of research to understand that first.
1: Yeah, yeah, I see um,
0: I would say that the majority of us want to stay in shape all year round. Yeah, I see. So how do you do that with such an irregular schedule? We don't have a season. We're not like yeah, a footballer yeah. where we have of an on-season and off-season. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So it'd be just to stay in shape all year round. But as we both know, the benefit, the negative side of so much output exactly. without eating enough food is going to destroy your metabolism right mm, mm,
1: absolutely yeah so what i would say is on those days when they're not burning all those calories right and they get time to get a bit of routine and and, and you know have some downtime or wherever it is they should obviously as you know the benefits of, of resistance training on the metabolism so i think it'd be mm. a good a good opportunity and this obviously it depends on the person and what they're what they're trying to achieve and um Obviously strength training can be good when done appropriately and lifting weights, mm. but it's doing it properly yeah. and having a, a proper training program and stuff, as you know, with Mind Pump, the way they put their programs together. So I think in terms of building a healthy metabolism and actually giving them more insurance as well. I think you know it, building muscle acts when you when you build lean muscle mass, it actually acts as insurance, right? So mm-hmm. it means that you can get essentially you can get away with eating more calories because it's gonna speed your metabolism up. Um, And I also think combined with doing some proper weightlifting and not necessarily, I don't think they should go really, really hard. I think it should just be a case of, let's just say they get like four or five days off. Maybe it's twice, twice, two of those days, just go and do a good purposeful weight training session. And that's going to, you know, you know, all the other benefits of lifting weights as well. I don't need to go uh, too much into. And then it's also a case of um, moving as well, just investing in something like a Fitbit you know like i got one of these inexpensive ones here really really cheap and just monitoring your steps um it, yeah. it comes down to that awareness and just keeping it on when you're doing your dancing if that's possible keeping on a fitbit or an apple watch whatever you've got and really tracking your movement so then you know once you finish your you know it's a week of eight hour days of dancing and you look oh right i've been averaging like you know thirty thousand steps probably minimum right and then Yeah, when you, when easily you, over that. Exactly, bro. Let's just say fifty thousand. Let's say that's. Yeah. What it is. I can't imagine the amount actually. And then it's just realizing then on those days off, just being aware of the movement you're doing. Then so lowering, taking right down the intensity, allowing your body to recover. Um, getting outside, moving, and just just walking, basically walking, mm. and and maybe trying to aim for at least ten thousand steps. So you don't go from doing all of that stuff. And essentially, ham because what you're doing is not it's not healthy, right? That's the bottom line. No. It's elite yeah. what you're doing. Anything elite is not necessarily healthy. So what happens then is you burn, you know, you burn yourself out. You've uh, run your nervous system down and stuff. So then it's a case of just easing off and moving, but not but not doing intense cardio. I think, again, depending on how much time they've got in between, they're going to want to keep that conditioning as well and stay fit. So they might want to mm-hmm. do little bits of cardio here and there. But it's it's a case of really easing off the intensity of what they're doing walking plenty, getting a Fitbit to track their steps and doing maybe at least 10,000 steps a day. And then focusing on just doing a few weight training sessions. And and maybe just if they don't lift weights, I think it's going to have, as you know yourself, man, anyway, you probably yeah. preach, preach this from the rooftops already, but the carryover of, of strength training and movement and performance in the gym anyway, uh, into dancing, if you do a mobility properly as well, is just second to none anyway. So I think that'd be a great benefit for them. But in terms of being more in, in detail in terms of what foods to eat and stuff like that, I think, again, it depends on what you're doing on those days off. But it's just Mm -hmm. really trying to develop a healthy relationship with food, right, which is something I always talk about. And once again, I learned so much from Mind Pump myself. And I've really built my relationship with food and and created a really healthy relationship with food now. Um, And that is part of that is thanks to Mind Pump just telling me stuff. A lot of the stuff I already kind of knew. But it's really simple Mm. stuff. Like to to your your dancer listeners, it's – just eating more vegetables and eating more whole foods and trying to really avoid, uh, or at least really minimise those processed foods. So anything mm. that you know, anything that comes out of a packet, the junk food and all that kind of stuff. I know, I know it's, it's unrealistic to eliminate that altogether. But instead of instead of trying to really restrict those foods, which tend to make you overeat. So on those days off, um, if you're eating foods which are not ideal, and yes, you're going to go out and socialize and eat meals out and stuff, and I'm not saying to stop doing that, but eating crappy foods all the time is going to make you eat more calories, and studies have shown this. So if you can really focus on adding, really making – because it's very hard for you, I guess, when you're doing all that seven or eight-hour days of dancing to be really structured with your food as well, right? Unless you've got meals there prepared –
0: well that was going to be my other thing so like I teach at a dance college and a lot of the students when I sit down and talk to them and they've asked me to talk to them about food and nutrition because I understand it but when it comes from me you know it's sometimes not credited because I've, I've got a <laughs> certificate to say it even though I've studied it for a long time because i practice what i preach right Mm. um they exercise for eight hours a day and then they'll i'll be like okay so what do you eat for breakfast and they go i didn't have breakfast and i'm like so you've done cardio for five hours Mm. without eating and Mm. you're thinking you're gonna your body's gonna you know it's gonna optimize what's in it there's no fuel how's it gonna perform how are you gonna expect the best results you know Mm. you wouldn't you wouldn't go out in your ferrari with no petrol in it or you wouldn't put the. then when you are eating you're eating shit exactly. because you're like on a whim on a quick one yeah. you're not preparing so you're putting cheap petrol in your 80,000 pound Ferrari That's exactly right you know what I mean they're not looking after their bodies and they're not okay. even eating
1: yeah, yeah, and that's that's a good, and that's the thing. See, like, and w- in that context, when you're doing those big, massive days, and that calorie, let's just say fifty thousand steps, right? Just then, that is, it might even be more than that, but that's a lot of steps and movement. If you're not fueling your body with the right stuff, and just at least having breakfast in the morning, you're gonna be ravenous, right? You've probably experienced that by the end of it. Oh, then, 100% percent. You're gonna be ravenous, and you're much, much, much more likely to make really poor choices and just eat whatever's in front of you. So I think I guess the main thing is really just having a bit more structure, and it does come down to discipline kane okay, and having a bit more structure and having a few meals prepared that you're likely to eat um mm-hmm. you know and and just being more structured on those days you're dancing with the, with your meals and at least having breakfast like you said um yeah and it, again it depends i don't want to advise you know what what kind of breakfast to have cause it depends on the person in terms of what foods are going to work for them but just generally 100%. just just whole foods okay isn't it? You, you know that better than anyone and i think yeah. you, you probably tell them something similar to what i've just told them right yeah, um, and it's just it's just eating predominantly whole foods. and so what I mean by whole foods is just not processed foods. Just to just to simplify yeah. that, it's not foods which um, have been engineered.
0: Not, yeah. not cocoa puffs.
1: Not not cocoa puffs. Yeah. <laughs> Like at least, switch, at least at least switch that for some oats or something, right? Just to get the fiber yeah. in and and those kind of things. But yeah, some just fruit, just to, just to summarize, that, man, what I would say on those days off is just maybe get like a meal prep company if you're not, because it's unlikely you're gonna you're gonna want to go home after that and start prepping meals and yeah. food, especially for the average person, average dancer. They're not gonna want to do that. So maybe just get a company to prepare a few meals for you, because there's loads of those companies yeah. out there now. Just so you've got one or two meals a day where you're gonna eat like the right foods. Um, and then just ease off the intensity maybe lift some weights and just move plenty and and obviously get outside really on those days off um but i just wanted to say as well on those days when you're dancing then like you said man it's so important to really make that top priority staying hydrated and getting a really nutritious meal in in the morning um even if it's just like you know if it's not something simple like eggs and some avocados some and and throwing in some veggies in there but you know, most people are not going to want to eat that. They're not like us, right? So just, yeah. just just eat some oats, eat some oats with some berries or something. Just get something in so you've got that fuel in the tank. And yeah. ideally, if it's whole foods, you know, you can put shit petrol in a in a car and it's still going to run, but it's not going to run efficiently, right? And it's the same as the body. Yeah. You put shit fuel in there, you know, that's what you're going to expect. At some point, it's going to break down, right? So it's, it's it relates mm-hmm. to health as well. So I think a lot of your dancers should think about that as well. Like they want to be in this probably for the long haul. They want to be successful. So making your health a priority and eating those right foods for the most part, I think is number one king. I hope yeah, that, I hope that, was, I hope that helped me. That that, I, I, fantastic. I,
0: I'm fully on everything. I just hope that the, the audience can take it on board too. But maybe I process it well because I understand it, which which carries over. So you said you know to do some weight training, but obviously to you don't go and kill yourself on your day off. You just do something efficient, so you're active, you're moving, but you don't want it to be too intense. So a lot of listeners are female. Yep, and a common thing is as we know. You know, females lift weights. I don't wanna lift weights. I don't want muscles. I don't wanna get bulky. You know, that's the common the common trend with when you hear a girl and lifting weights. Although I do think that might be the one benefit of social media is that we see these hot Instagram chicks with Gymshark clothing on and a great booty is yeah. that we see them actually lifting weights, yeah, which is exactly. a bit of a barrier breaker. That that'll be the benefit to what I think of, you know, yeah. seeing. So I'm not necessarily saying they're always doing the right exercises, yeah. but they're showing that they're doing weight oh, training. definitely. Which and that's the only good, women... only good
1: thing that's come out of CrossFit. Sorry to interrupt. That's probably the only good thing that's come out of. <laughs> no, but that's uh,
0: one of the main, 100%. One of
1: the main, like, I'm not, as you know, my views on CrossFit, you know, I'm not anti CrossFit, but I think um, for the average person, it's just not ideal. Um, but lifting heavy weights, women. They weren't really doing that before CrossFit, so...
0: No, never. So my question would be, what are the best ways or what are the best exercises for a dancer? Mm. So I know that I teach a lot of dancers and say they're at college. So I teach at Wilkes Academy in Swindon and I'll go to the gym on my day off and it's about six o'clock and I'll see them all leave college and come in and do a a class or they'll be doing cardio Mm. and my brain's going yes you've just danced for eight hours why do you feel the need to run more <laughs> do you know what I mean like, <laughs> yeah like,
1: I was thinking that then. Because like, I, was I think it, yeah. they're
0: under the assumption of well I need to you know I'm trying to lose weight and they're doing cardio mm. but they I don't know how to break it down to them but they're saying that why that isn't the best scenario for you to lose weight now mm. and maybe the reason you're not losing weight is because you're doing more cardio after you've danced for eight hours a day
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and that's such a good point point. and i've literally just posted a podcast on this now so i really think um if they're interested in learning more about this i've done a whole episode on weights versus cardio for fat loss Perfect. and overall health so i think episode mm-hmm. number 98 my, my episode just before this so they should check that out because I, I literally the whole episode was on that but just to really really um just to try and simplify it for people it's you know, especially women, right? And I was thinking this as mm. I was as I was saying what I was saying then about easing off the intensity. It's all good and well me saying that, right? But I was mm. in that same camp myself, right? I didn't know any better. Before Mind Pump educated me more actually, they really helped there. I was training in the gym like a bodybuilder and all I kind of knew was hammering each body part, training really hard, and that's how you mm-hmm. get results. When it's really not, it's really not, actually. The intensity has its place. But when it comes to to losing body fat and staying in shape all year round for the dancers, for the female dancers especially, their program, right, let's face it, most of their waking hours, when they're dancing, right, they are doing hardcore cardio, right? And that is the nature output, output. of what they do. Output all the time, right? And obviously, another thing I'd like to say in regards to the last question is, obviously, they're going to want to do something in terms of dancing, right? So that's going to come second nature to them anyway. If they want to be successful, they've got to do some mm. dancing, keep their condition up. But I think that's where they should leave it. I don't think they should then do cardio on top of that, like you said. Because the main reason for that is, what happens is, when because you, you, you've been there yourself as well, right? You're expending so many calories. So when you're doing the dancing and stuff and any form of intense cardio, your output of calories is so high that the body is very, very smart, right? And what the body then does is the body adapts. So the, the, the body will adapt to anything, right? And what how yeah. the body adapts to cardio is it, it then becomes more efficient at burning calories manually, right? Because you're telling your body, I hope they can understand this, but you're by doing cardio and dancing, dancing, dancing all the time, which is what you've got to do anyway, it's your career. But then to do cardio on top of that then, you're continuing to send the signal that we need to get good at burning calories. So then what happens then is your resting metabolic rate, so your metabolism, believe it or not, actually slows down. So it's really not ideal for fat loss um, doing cardio all the time because your metabolism slows down. Therefore, you, you, you basically can't get away with eating as many calories so you haven't got that insurance I talked about earlier, like you get from lifting weights. Now lifting mm-hmm. weights, you know, when done appropriately, that's really important because a lot of people listening to this, I'm sure, a lot of these dancers all, um, they'll, how you do anything is how you do everything, right? When they start mm-hmm. lifting weights, they're gonna all go hard, 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 just like I used to do back in yeah. the day, and that's not doing it right, you know. There's there's different ways to do it, you know. So just lifting weights properly and focusing on technique and really focusing on building muscle as opposed to cardio, will actually send the opposite signal. It'll send a mm-hmm. signal to say, we need to get to the body, saying we need to get stronger, we need to build muscle. And what muscle does uh, is it, it basically elevates your metabolism. So analogy I always like to use, which is Sal's analogy, I love it, off mind pump, yeah? yeah? You know, yeah. muscle tissue is expensive, right? So yeah. muscle tissue is expensive and um, it costs a lot of calories, costs your body a lot of calories to keep that muscle on your body. So if, if those girls were just to focus on lifting weights instead of doing cardio, because they're probably thinking, oh, can I do the both? Can I do them both together? And it's like, yeah, you can. But in reality, you're sending conflicting signals. So the body yeah. will get good at adapting to one thing at a time. So if they were to focus on just lifting weights, what they're going to do then is they're going to start speeding their metabolism up, increasing their bone density, improving their strength um and improving movement as well and mobility which is going to carry over to what they're doing and not to mention mm-hmm. as i said strength and uh, and longevity through bone density as well for overall health you know lifting weights well, probably is actually that, help you
0: have a longer career a longer <laughs> career have a longer dance career
1: absolutely mate and and even on your heart as well actually certain studies have shown that weight training is better than cardio for your heart because of the type of fat that actually builds up around the heart weight training tends to reduce both types of fat where cardio only only reduces one type Without going too much into that, I think, you know, if they can focus on just doing that and build a muscle and strength, as opposed to constantly burning those calories and manually burning calories by doing cardio, because what will happen then is the body gets good at manually burning calories, but then Mm -hmm. your rest of metabolism will slow down. Whereas when you lift weights and you build muscle, what happens then is your body um, automatically burns more calories. So instead of you having to go to the gym and grind out cardio, guess what? Your body's going to be burning more calories um, automatically, just to keep that muscle on your body, but then on top of that, I would like to say, as I said earlier, movement is key, so just get them to invest in a Fitbit or just track their steps one way or another. You can use your phone, but obviously, your wrist piece is going to be more effective and more accurate, and just keep on top of your steps and if you want to keep that calorie output and you want to make sure you stay lean, make sure you 're doing like you know for argument's sake, at least ten to fifteen thousand steps a day, so you 're not a couch yeah. potato because a lot of people that 's another thing right People are go and lift weights then but they'll stop mm-hmm. moving altogether. And it's like, you know, yeah. you got to try and find that balance. So low intensity walking, lifting weights, right? Instead of doing that high intensity cardio, save your energy for the weight training. You're getting much more out of mm-hmm. it. And then when you go back to your dancing, then you're going to be much sharper as well, I would think, right? You've probably seen that yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm yep. more explosive, you know. Yep. If you're if you're weight training properly and you kind of invest into understand what kind of weight training you're doing mm. and that you're working your fast twitch fiber muscles, you know, as a dancer, we want to be agile. We want to be explosive. You know, we don't necessarily, we can do, because obviously uh, the answer is always it depends, as Absolutely. we know. Absolutely. But the benefit of us going for a PR, trying to do the biggest, heaviest squat we can, or the heaviest bench press, isn't necessarily going to carry over us to being a better dancer but it has its place it has its place but yeah, for sure i <clears throat> i i i would suggest everyone invests in a good pt or a good training program to not just go well now i'm going to go and lift weights with no purpose or understanding why exactly granted it's better than not doing it at all definitely but to invest in where you're getting your resources from and
1: that's what i was going to say yeah a good training program great if you can get something online but if you can and, and that, like you said then i'm glad you said a good trainer because there's a lot of shit trainers out there
0: just There's like, a lot. Go to go to a pure gym. Go to a pure gym. Yeah. yeah. Go to any local pure gym in London, and yeah. the majority of them are trash.
1: Really? <laughs> no, no All shit. All I
0: see is just a guy holding punch pads. Chris yeah, yeah exactly. Come on, bro. That's
1: it. And counting the reps. I, I, I'll tell you how you yeah. can spot a bad trainer is like the The counting of the reps continuously. There's nothing wrong with yeah. counting reps occasionally, but when it's just like one two, look him around like this, three, jumps. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, that, that's <laughs> invaluable. I think if they get hire in a good, hire a good coach, um, I think that's invaluable. A good personal trainer just to get them on their feet. So they're doing it properly. Like you said,
0: but even now it, I feel like being a personal trainer, get, if you can get a personal trainer, that's fantastic. However, we we know they're expensive. And in as a performer, we don't make a lot of money. Yep, yep. Like money is, you know, we call it the starving artist. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. a professional student still. I wonder what I meant, eight.
1: man. I've heard that on rap songs. Now I know, bro. You learn something new every day. Yeah, start, starving yeah. Artist. like
0: the starving artist. Because, you know, hustle. You know, you only get paid well when you're right at the top. Otherwise, you can do okay, but you've got to be right at the top to do well. Yep. Um, same so, as bodybuilding, really. Na- yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah but now with the you know the internet era there's so much information on youtube like i know you post a lot of content on your youtube channel teaching mm. correct exercises for a squat and a lunge deadlift and these things so even if you go and look at martin's youtube channel or mindpumps who we both like a lot yes. you know you, you all do programs you all have advice and tips that you're giving constantly even i didn't even learn stuff from watching this youtube stuff i learned it by listening understanding it my brain could understand the movement Mm. granted my brain understands movement better than the average person Mm. because my boss that's that's my job Mm. but if you're a dancer listening then you're probably in a similar place to me that if i describe what the movement should look like Mm. i can figure it out without having to see it yeah definitely you know what i mean yeah so there is a way of doing it without having yeah yeah there's a way of doing it without having to drop a bomb
1: oh yeah definitely yeah, and that's what I was, that's what I like to say as well. Just have a look, you know, online. The thing is we've got all this information. It's just siphoning mm-hmm. out all the shit and, and just keep it simple and go and like go and check out Mind Pump. They've got thousands of videos, Mind Pump TV, and just type in or just type in Martin Silver Fitness. And I've got like all like videos, short videos, short and sharp, of each exercise. And if, if mm-hmm. they can just focus on the you know the fundamental lifts, Kane, okay, you know, and focus on, you know, as as I've learned from Mind Pump, like I went from training being that guy who used to hammer myself in the gym. With, with technique yeah. which was not very good to really the other way now and focusing on each exercise much like yourself, right? It's like a sport. If you treat lifting weights like a sport and get good at each of the skills, such as mm-hmm. the squats or the lunges, you know, the the deadlifts, the the overhead press, the chest press, and you focus on those big lifts and you get good at those, um, and you make that your top priority on the days in between your big dance routines you just watch what happens you do them properly though that's why i keep saying yeah. properly and appropriately it's very important to to do it right as yeah says.
0: you don't need to finish an eight-hour rehearsal and then go and do squats no
1: exactly <laughs> like, i
0: know that <laughs> wouldn't be appropriate that wouldn't be appropriately no 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 it wouldn't <laughs> be for sure exactly and I, you know i was a big culprit that i'd finish a full dance day and i'd go to the gym mm-hmm. and now like when i'm busy I probably since from the beginning of january till like mid-february i probably trained about eight times Mm. because i was dancing so much so then on the days off where i had i'd go and i'd do a good squat session not too heavy because i hadn't been doing it Mm -hmm. go and do a good dead hit my compound movements yeah and then i've barely been lifting weights and even when i go now like so i'll go in the morning and i'll probably go for half hour i'll hit each body part probably one exercise for three sets mm-hmm. nothing till failure and I, i'm in great shape and i'm not sore i can still dance all day it's insane, you know what i mean i'm not it? like i'm not like i've squatted for two hours and i've got to dance all day like i feel fine it's insane you know what i
1: mean yeah it blows my mind that that method of training of just doing like one exercise per less- body part less is more Less is, Less is more. more, and I think that, like again, it does depend when you say that, right? But I think for most of your dancers, that's a key thing yeah. here, right? Less is normally more. So just go in mm-hmm. and, and you know treat each exercise like a skill. But even if they were the, like if they didn't know what they were doing, like for, for beginners that I my online people I coach, you know even just doing machines, if they if they're new to the gym, just go in and yeah. learn how to use the machines, and just like you said, wake then, up do the a full body session, wake up the muscles. Don't go too hard. Um, go slow. Focus on tension. Go slow with the reps. And just try and start connecting with your muscles, really, yeah.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah, man. Thank you. That that's just what I needed them to hear. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, stuff, the, right? that's the one.
1: All good. Um, but no, and with right. the nutrition stuff as well, I think an important one as well is to stop people like binging and overeating because you know it's very common. It's very common, right? Especially when you've been think how, how like starved your body is. It's impossible for you not to be in a calorie deficit, right? After you've done all that dancing.
0: Yeah. How can you not 100%. be right? <laughs>
1: Like eight hours how can you get enough food so when you get to the end of that you know your body is going to be pretty much starved and mm. if you're not strategic in terms of like the right foods and i think a big one i wanted to mention was just having enough protein and i think just yeah. if, if the, that's
0: my that's my go-to i say to everyone yeah you know what I mean like how much how much meat or you know what source of protein you get in and like well i have pasta yeah. I like, cool. like, mean like I get energy from a pastor and I'm yeah, like but what's preserving your body
1: yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that's it and it's so hard to communicate that to people but I think if they just start becoming more aware and I think another thing uh, Kane as well is just tracking and, and learning actually learning which a lot of people don't want to do right but how, how much no. of a game changer is it when you get that, for example, that MyFitnessPal app, and you take bro. ten minutes out of your day cane to scan? Attract, Kane, how easy attractive. is it? Tell them how easy it is to do it because I it's have this. It's so battle. simple.
0: It's so simple. It's bro. so easy. I literally just get the pack. Even even if you're eating on the go and yeah. it's got a label, you just yeah. take a photo of the label and it'll tell you. Yeah. Obviously, we're aiming not to eat things with a label. Yeah, but- yeah. yeah, No, 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 no,
1: exactly. But that's <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. No, you know, but that's, it's that's still totally
0: fine. It depends. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah like I, I genuinely tracked every meal. And again, everything extreme isn't good because no. tracking is fantastic. But I tracked every single day without a day off for four years. Oh, wow. Every, bro, every single day. Jeez, I think I've done two years. And, and, <laughs> I remember one, and I remember listening to, obviously, Mind Pump and then being like, how you can become obsessed with it. And I remember <laughs> listening. Them always praising Sal, saying, you know, he's so intuitive. Oh, and mate. I was like, yeah. but I was like, but I can be now because I can look at a piece of chicken and I can tell you how many grams of protein. I can tell you how much it weighs just exactly. by looking at it. If I go, if I go to Subway and they give me a serving of chicken, I go, that's meant to be four ounces, mate, and yeah, you're only yeah. giving me three. And He goes, this is a scoop, and I go, do you want to get the measuring thing out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm paying for, because exactly. like, I did it so well. So I ended up stop tracking and actually, now I go by how I feel, yeah, not yeah, opposed same. to what I think I should eat. 100%. And I, bro the healthiest i've ever been the happiest i've ever been the best relationship with food i've ever had Definitely. if i want to eat something naughty i don't feel bad about it cuz it's not written down on a piece of paper in my face that's exactly right like you know what i mean
1: And you can manage it, you know, you manage it all now, but it does take, it doesn't take four years of tracking, right? But it does take, it does take a period. I'm I'm sorry for most people, not everyone. I've had great results with some people who haven't tracked, but 95% of the time, you know, tracking is that like awareness is the first step, right? And it's like, I always say to people, people ask me for meal plans and everyone wants the answer, don't they, with nutrition? Tell me what to eat and I'll do it. It's like, it doesn't work like that, right? The bottom line is, yeah, I can give you a meal plan, but the likelihood of you sticking to it for longer than a few weeks is highly unlikely because the human brain just doesn't work that way. You can't go from one extreme to another and sustain that for the rest of your life. But secondly, it's like, you know, as the saying goes, you know, tracking is almost like teaching a man to fish, right? Mm. Tracking food, teach a man to fish and feed him for a lifetime, right? Whereas if I give you a meal plan, I'm only feeding you for a day, right? But if you want to learn, like... A lot of your listeners about to learn how to dance and stuff. You have got to learn a little bit with nutrition as well yourself, right? And you can hire a coach, but it's just simple. You, you you put your food in there, and it just get just that first step. Just by doing that and not doing anything, forget about the protein and all that. Just learning about what you're having. And I've had amazing mm. results came with people, and I haven't even given them any advice. They've just tracked. Yeah. And they're like, "Wow, I didn't realize there was that much sugar in that." Do you know what I'm saying? So
0: yeah. Well, why did I eat so much on that day and not that day? Yes. There we <laughs> go, sir. There we go. But- well, I'm glad you said about tracking because actually for a dancer who's maybe rehearsing for eight hours for four days and mm. then doing nothing for two, by them tracking, they'll realize that maybe, oh, my God, why am I eating less on the day where I'm giving out more? Yeah. I should be in double on that day. Yes. or I should be in an extra five, 600 calories on that day Absolutely. than the other day. They, they shouldn't be the same yes the input shouldn't be equal on both those days when the output isn't exactly. and that would actually be a great way for them to understand and i guess fuel themselves better
1: mm, definitely because you know what what gets measured can get managed right if if, yeah. if you have no idea and you just you know you're either basically tracking and, and or just writing down what you're eating wherever you're doing and keeping a journal but just do it in the app is much easier or really you're just guessing right you're just guessing and it will get to a point you know what it's like humans are like this they get to the point until they're like fucked up and they've had enough and then they make the changes but you don't want to wait till you get to that point right if you're listening to this now it's a simple step start tracking build that awareness and straight away you'll realize then most people Kane, the, the, the common the common um the culprits here really most of the time is people are under eating protein so most people are not yeah. having enough protein and and the main thing is I, I keep explaining on my podcast with protein really uh the two main things if your goal, if the women listen to this their goal is fat loss and to maintain their weight um, you know, it's the most satiating of the macronutrients. So essentially, it f- fills you up. It blends, out, helps blunt appetite. Mm-hmm. Uh, protein does and also it tends to speed your metabolism up a bit as well because the body has to work you know quite hard to digest that protein so those two things not to mention it's uh it's an essential nutrient you know you die without it but most people are under eating it and it's going to work wonders for in terms of how you feel as well when you're eating you know proper sources of protein from good quality meat sources and you know and and, and eggs and stuff ideally um but most people are under eating protein so if you could you know even i don't want to give them too much information but just set yourself a goal of, of of trying to hit let's just say the bare minimum of um 1.6 grams of protein um you know per kilo of your body weight i know for a lot of people that might be complicated but as soon as you've started tracking it'll tell you straight away how many grams of protein you're having and if you're having like less than i said so if you're let's just say you're a a 60 kilo woman um and it's happened loads of times where some of my clients have been having like 40 grams of protein a day you know and it's Mm. like you got to have ideally for based on what your goals are and you know 90% of people want to change the way their body looks and get healthier you know, you want to try and ramp that up, right? You want to get that up to about 1.6 grams uh, per kilo body weight. So for a 60K woman, here comes the math, mate. Shit. Um, it's, it's around about 90, about 90, let's just say about 90 to 100 grams of protein you would need ideally. Uh, and most, mm. most people, they tend, like you said, they tend to eat the pastas and the cereals and the breads, uh, which don't contain, not only don't contain much protein, but none of the amino acids you, you get from, from, from meat. Right. So it's that sim- yeah. It's so simple, mate, taking those steps, but, uh. Yeah, man, it's just taking that first step, right, Kane?
0: Game Changers says, hold my peanut butter sandwich.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but that's a whole other round. Definitely, mate. We'll have to do round two. Oh. I think we'll have to pick a, a, a topic or two. Could be Game Changers.
0: Oh, 100%. Could be, oh. yeah, mental oh, health, madness. anything, man. Madness. Mate, this has been brilliant. Thank you so much.
1: Mate, thank you very much, man. I really enjoyed it. I hope um I didn't you know, I hope I kind of got our message across in a way where people understand it. You know, I try my best.
0: Um but- and, and if and if there is stuff that you didn't understand, please go and check out Martin's podcast because he breaks everything down in a more, I guess, organized manner. Yes. Like there's topics of discussion so you can look at it and like he said earlier, uh, why weight uh, resistance is better than cardio for fat loss. You know, yeah, that's yeah. a whole podcast on that topic for you to understand.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, also, yeah, and if they want to just message me, if they have any questions, I communicate with all my followers. If they want to just direct message me on Instagram, at uh, @martinsilverfitness and yeah, I'm happy slide to answer any questions, at but slide in the DM. Do you
0: know what I'm saying? I'm all about that. Dancers are good at sliding. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we're paid Slippery, to. bro. <laughs> Slippery. Bro, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. People listening, please go on iTunes and leave us both a five-star rating and review. <laughs> yes,
1: please Pat. do it. Optimize your body. Give me a five-star a- rating and give the ins and outs a five-star rating because that was definitely a five-star podcast. I'm just going to say it, man.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, for I me say? it was maybe not for them but D- I, I, bit, I enjoyed bit, that uh, so much I, a gra- I haven't spoken to you in three years time. mate <laughs> I know we haven't stopped smiling since <laughs> <laughs> mate thank you so much it's been a pleasure
1: cheers brother thanks for having me on cheers. man
0: boom and we out